getting to know you. Getting to know all about you. Getting to like you. Getting to hope you like you. Welcome to Getting to Know Woo. I'm Natasha Levenger, a professional intuitive reader, energy healer, and inner child healing expert. After being raised with extreme narcissism, I found talk therapy was helpful, but it wasn't until I found energy and inner child healing that I was able to break free of family patterns that cut me off from knowing and loving my true self. I'm passionate about dispelling the rhetoric that these kinds of tools are impractical and ineffective. And in this podcast, I will be sharing how actually beneficial and transformative they are. My husband and producer, Brett, will be joining me in conversation, and we will be welcoming experts along the way. I'm excited to have you here. What's up, Woozinator? Woozy. <laughs> Feeling woozy? Feeling woozy. Hashtag feeling woozy. I I don't know if they'll understand where the Z comes from. I don't get it. Well, because it's not getting to know wooze. It's getting to know woo. So if we tried to make it hashtag feeling woozy, the connection might not be immediately clear. Oh, wow. I mean, do you really think that? Yes, because you just got to feeling woozy from woozers (laughs) and woozinators. No, you said, what's up, woozinators? Listen, can (laughs) please write in, getting to know woo at gmail.com. Please write in. Tell us, is it a leap to call you all woozies? But here's my real problem. Oh, is that what you were suggesting? What's up, woozies? Yeah, what did you think? I thought you. I thought we were talking about <laughs> hashtag feeling woozy as being now. A- if we uh, as as like a way to promote the show. Uh, okay. Well, yeah. No. <laughs> okay. Now <laughs> you I agree, agree that with that's you. a leap. okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I I also agree with you that calling our listeners woozy. woozies sounds is insulting. Is not is not bad. Oh, it's not bad. Oh. Okay. <laughs> My question. I is- guess I don't agree with you. <laughs> Well, I liked it at first, but I got confused. I mean, I didn't get confused. I got worried because last week, for instance, I called them woozers, which sounds like losers. And now I'm calling them woozy, which makes them sound a little off center. Like they don't have their balance. Some equilibrium problems. Right. Yeah. Which, you know, is obviously (laughs) very bad. Anyway. Oh, well, yeah. Still looking for more suggestions, I guess. I guess it's still. <laughs> we'll get there. We'll take any. We'll we'll try them out. You know, we'll see uh-huh. how it goes. Yeah. And we'll go from there. Anyway, um, Brett has <laughs> been gone because he had the COVID. Well, so much of the COVID. And now I mean, it's not even better. actually that much of the COVID. No. As COVID goes, I actually yeah. was very lucky. But mm-hmm. yeah, it was wild. Um, that brain fog is mm. no joke. Mm-hmm. Like I could have just stared at a wall for hours mm. at, at the worst and um, mm. and been fine with it as an activity. <laughs> Might even have been too taxing. But you didn't like that. <laughs> no, I did not like that. No, it was very, I mean. Yeah, it was. I didn't like it because I could. It was still like I could still register that that was abnormal, and it and um, it made me anxious that it would stay after I got well, or you know that I'd have long COVID with uh, brain fog as a symptom. I wonder if you had given into it, like accepted it. I wonder if you would have enjoyed that element, or if you wouldn't like. Just like that feeling, almost like meditating when you're meditating and you aren't focused on anything. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I um, do know what you mean. Yeah. Um, it didn't feel like that? Did not feel meditative. It felt like somebody shut off my brain. Oh. Like it felt, it was, yeah, it was It was um, scary a little bit. Oh, I'm sorry. I feel like <laughs> I should have known that. Well, I mean, I didn't express it to you in in those terms, but it definitely did not feel like something I wanted to embrace. Um, But I also don't feel like I was 
actively fighting it. Like, I, I mean, I, I did mm-hmm. actually more this time than I usually do when I'm ill, just surrender to the fact that I was ill, even though it happened when it, you know, should have been a uh, vacation. Celebration. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, he's better. He's back. I feel like there should be yeah. a third thing. He's beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> no. Okay, too much. That's good. Okay, so now let's do our little segment. Oh, before we do that, I do want to say that we have um, Kate Hennessy on today, who I'm so excited to talk to. Unfortunately, Brett did have the COVID when I interviewed her last week, um, but I yeah. really loved talking to her. EFT, Emotional Freedom Technique, it's called, where you tap on oh. different parts of your body. Your it's They're like acupressure. She'll, she'll explain what it is better than I am here um has been that was like one of well that's not true i was gonna say one of the first things i did in those kind (laughs) i don't even know what i'm trying to say i considered training in it but i had already done my energy healing training at that point so i don't yeah years before so i don't even know what i'm talking about but i've known it was called eft for a long time and i don't think i've ever known what eft stood for yeah that's it. That's it, baby. Anyway, we're going to be talking to her and that'll be fun. Um, so let's do our segment of what are you excited about? <laughs> well, uh, can I start? Absolutely. Okay, great. Uh, I am excited because I'll, along with my ridiculous uh, workout that we have talked about on past episodes, mm-hmm. um, I have also developed an interest in... Um, strongman training. I don't I don't actually want to do strongman competitions, but I okay. am fascinated by it. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that they do in those competitions is um lifting what are called atlas stones, which are basically giant spheres made out of concrete. And um I've wanted to make one for a long time, and I also have an interest in reusing things. Mm-hmm. And hold on, this is all coming together. I found out, and this is shocking to me, that aluminum, solid aluminum, uh-huh. has about the same density as concrete. So okay. I want to make an atlas stone out of all of our old aluminum cans melted down into a, oh, like a two-foot okay. sphere of solid aluminum. So I'm very okay. excited about that part. <laughs> <laughs> I do love this about you. I do. <laughs> I, are you just trying to hold back how much no. I'm never going to do it? No, 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 not at all. Uh-uh. It's just oh. there's I'm split between I love it about you <laughs> and it also screams like I could see like <laughs> myself as a teenager walking down the street and seeing like this old man, like I, I would think of him as not 45. you. No, you're, let's oh. just stay with me. <laughs> All right. You're younger than me, for God's sake. Okay, so like sixty-five, just like kind of having his, um, like uh, new his news <laughs> playing really loudly and just like head down, kind of talking to himself, <laughs> gathering his aluminum. <laughs> And then maybe also sort of lighting them on fire or something. I don't know how you're going to melt it all together. <laughs> and then me being like, oh, shit, I don't hurry up past this guy's house. I'm a little scared. <laughs> oh, wait, this, this guy was in his own home? Yeah, he was outside happened? of his home in his, yeah. like, driveway. With, he, like, and talk I, radio playing yes. really loudly mm-hmm. from the garage. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, yeah, he was on yeah. my way home. My route. Home. I mean, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. <laughs> that that is not that far from yeah. what might happen. So the idea uh, that I married that guy <laughs> feels strange. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> feels strange. I feel yeah. conflicted, yeah. but I also do love how you <laughs> don't <laughs> how you reuse. I mean, you know the earth. Is having a lot of problems, <laughs> and you're you're good. Right? So, and I like how you make things. So, like I said, so I'm I put up with someone I would have been terrified of when I was younger. Yeah. Well, I would have made yeah. a lot of assumptions. 
Anyway, did you yeah. have something else you were excited about? Because you said you had a few <laughs> things. Oh, um, before we spoke. It's okay if you don't. I yeah. can move on. No, I, I, just, I do, you, but, you but I don't me. need to oh, tie. Yeah. I wasn't. Oh, I didn't mean I was going to talk about all of them. I oh, like you were going to tell me candidates. later. <laughs> yeah. I see. I or, see. well, I mean, I wasn't positive until I sat down which one I was going to talk about. Wow. That's real. You know, your improv training is really showing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah stay in the popped, moment. Popped it Popped it out. Anyway, plan ahead. <laughs> so for me, I don't know if we could call this excited about. So I have been on the old TikToks and I've been inspired to talk about whatever I've been like when I have these revelations or whatever about growth and like, etc. Yeah. I say them better than how I'm talking right now. Um, <laughs> but when I have revelations, I'm like, oh, the, I would like to share this on the TikToks. And I realized the other day I was like, I didn't have makeup on. And I was like, you know, I don't want to go wash my face. Well, my face was probably washed. Let's be honest. I do let's love be honest. washing LBA. my face. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> and I you know, I don't want to take the time. I'm just going to do it. And for me, this was really big. This was a big deal. And maybe, I don't know. I feel like I have a part that's like, that's stupid. That's not a big deal. And then no, another part that's wrong. like, people probably wouldn't have thought that because it's not like I wear a lot of makeup <laughs> um, right. to begin with. It's not like I like, oh boy, she really has her face on. I mean, it doesn't even take me long anyway. But because of my... I. I, if at some point this podcast becomes extremely popular and people could drink every time I mention my narcissistic mother, but listen, <laughs> it comes in for a reason. Okay? Uh, yeah, it's uh, it's impactful being raised by a mega narcissist. Thank you. Thank you. Um, but anyway, so and obviously I've grown a lot through it. It's not like I'm like yeah, you know. Okay, so. But her main thing, the only way she valued me, and I'm not exaggerating, is she projected, she was what she would call my beauty. So even, and it wasn't until later that I realized how much she had exaggerated even that. Well. <laughs> I mean, it's like, <clears throat> it made her feel better to think that I was like so beautiful. So anyway, I had, growing up, there was so much value placed on that. And of course, because she was a narcissist, I, I couldn't win for losing. So like, I would end up spending a lot of time on makeup, like a lot of time. And then she would be like, right. very judgy of me for how much time I spent on makeup. Right. Um, I was trying to achieve an extremely natural look, by the way, when I was a teenager, by wearing a foundation that was like three shades darker than my natural <laughs> skin color because I thought I looked better tan. But I didn't want anyone to know that I was wearing foundation. That caused me a lot of shame. I yeah. didn't want people How to did know. How did you accomplish that? With a something lot of that time, like blending. Did you wear it on your neck? foundation i didn't but i don't know how I, maybe i didn't maybe i didn't but no. <laughs> i spent a lot of time making sure that i didn't have a line like sometimes when people were right they have right. a line i yeah. made sure that wasn't happening yeah um anyway so she would criticize me for how much i was worth but long story sure oh then the other impactful thing was before i started wearing makeup katie gibson in eighth grade <laughs> gave me a makeover one day and she did she used an eyelash curler and th when I went to school the next day I got all so many it was like I was a new person and I was like clearly I could never go without curling my eyelashes again oh, no. it makes such I'm obviously look it must it's like Superman and well that's a bad example like Batman and when he doesn't have his um, mask on like that's how big a difference it is do you understand well, it is like Superman because it's like Superman just puts on glasses and all of a sudden he's Clark Kent and no one can tell. Like, it's such a huge yeah. difference. No one can tell. Whereas right. Batman yeah. wears a whole mask. Well, I was saying it isn't like Superman because it's like a joke how when Superman puts his glasses on, suddenly no one can tell he's Superman. 
went, but it's right. such a little thing. But actually, it is kind of more like that than Batman. Yeah. It feels yeah. like Batman, but it's actually <laughs> like Superman. You feel as though you're is. wearing a mask. That's right. Yeah. Well, I don't feel it in the moment, but it feels like that big of a difference. Anyway, nice. so I, um, so I've been doing that on the Tiki Talkies, and it's felt. You mean not really, wearing makeup? That's right. If I'm not already wearing it, I just go on yeah. there. If I have something to say, and it's felt very powerful, actually. Yeah. Like in the moment, maybe not, but. I am feeling at like a true impact with my inner child, for instance, where it really mm. feels I've been feeling a rippling effect. Like I have been feeling a lot more connection of love for myself just out of nowhere. Like my heart feels softer when I think about my different inner child parts like, oh, how That's much amazing. I love her. Yeah. 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 I mean, it was just such a big thing. I mean, it's just amazing. Like just spiritual growth because there's so many layers to it you know what i mean yeah. it's not that i needed to do that to feel good about myself or you know to feel secure right. or whatever but it's like another layer of connection and i feel more connected to other people too <laughs> like my friend was showing me this picture of her and her new partner and i started to tear up like i love it i felt the love, you know, and I felt love for them. It just felt so good to see love. And I don't know, I'm not a crier. So it just, right. it's just really wild how deep and endless the connection can be to your inner child and also then to other people. And yeah. oh, one last thing that was cool is I was listening to this guy. I don't know who he was because in general, I didn't think he was that great, but he made this point about time basically being on a loop mm. and how there's like the way we think of time isn't it isn't linear. It's not how it really is and how therefore you can affect and change your life. The past can change the present and the future can, can change the present, the, you know, all of it. The present can right. change the future, etc. And it just the more I do this, the more I feel that tangibly. Yeah. And I was telling you, I had this. I remember when I was five one time. Did I already say this on the podcast? I don't, know. I don't think so. I don't think so. That I had my mom was being really mean to me and she like slammed the door and I heard what I thought was God saying it's okay. You're going to be stronger because of this. You're going to be a stronger person having gone through this and healing this. And, and then I was like, Oh my God, like I just heard God. And then especially I have thought this before, but when he said that it came back to me that I think I was hearing me yeah. <laughs> from the future because I have gone back to myself in that moment yeah. with, and you know, given her, love and actually i did tapping in the past oh, on wow. that part that's when i really connected it was this whole thing where i was like going back in time tapping on myself wow EFT. I, yeah i don't i did not remember that yeah the tapping anyhow that's the situation though at hand <laughs> that i'm yeah. excited about aside from the holidays which i, I mean i'm excited about that for mm -hmm. you it's really amazing. And I could say more, but I won't. So what I will, I'm going to read Kate's file in a second. And I will just say two quick pluggies, which is one, um, if you could pre-order my book, I sure would love it. I got yep. a certain number, man, not a mandate from my editor, but like, <laughs> oh, if you get to this number, that'd be good. Yeah. We call it a goal. Yeah. It, it was a hundred. So. <laughs> It feels doable, yeah. so but I'm pretty far from a hundred. So if you would, if you're interested in inner child healing and you like me, you you'll love the book. Yeah. So we'll go wrong. show the notes. I mean, it we still don't have a cover yet, but I saw a version of it, and I'm excited yeah. for it to finally come out. Um, it doesn't come out till April 18th, but all the support I get before that will be so fantastic, and I yeah. will be coming up with something as a thank you to people who pre-order so you can go to amazon what i would just add that even if you're not um a huge fan of inner child healing but you want to know what it's all about oh, this yeah. is a great 
book for that. Yeah, and energy healing. I combine mm-hmm. both in this. I talk yep. about the um, magic of both of those together and how powerful yep. it is for healing. So, yeah. Um, I should mention that more often because that's that's what it is. It's both. It's your jam. That's right. So you can go to Amazon or Barnes and Noble, either one, and look up my book, Healing Your Inner Child, by me, Natasha Levenger. And <laughs> uh, if you could review our podcast, we would also love that. Getting to know Woo, Woo if you go to Apple Podcasts or rate it on Spotify. We love them yeah. all. We see them all. We really appreciate them all. And uh, in conclusions, if you would like to have a session with me, my fate, not that I love all my sessions, but I just love my awakening three month when I spend that time with people. It just feels, um, I will say one thing. I've heard from a few people that are now finishing up things like just how much more self-love they have, how much better able they are to handle triggers that come up and things like that. And I heard from one client that they they just had a birthday and they normally don't love their birthdays, and but they were loving it this year. And I was like, why is that? And they said, because I love myself. Oh my yeah. God. That's amazing. I just like this work is so powerful and meaningful. And when people um, choose to do it with me, I feel very honored. So I'm going to be taking on new people in January. So if you want to go to my website, highestlighthealing.com and, and, you know, schedule a session or you can email me about it. Not a session, schedule a, like a call with me to see if you want to do it. Yeah. And if you wanted to watch the TikToks, you can. It's all on Highest Light Healing. I'm easy to find. Okay, here we go. Kate Hennessy. Kate is an EFT tapping practitioner, licensed massage therapist, and self-care coach, helping highly sensitive souls and empaths cultivate calm, compassion, and confidence with tapping and self-care practices. You can find her on Insight Timer or on Instagram or TikTok at Kate Hen with two N's, H-E-N-N dot healing. And we will also put a bunch of links in the show notes to her newsletter. She has, she mentions this, but a tapping exercise on Insight Timer and on YouTube as well as her website. And here is Okay, Kate, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. We've been talking for a while on Instagram. We're Instagram friends and I've been like, I really wanted you to come on because I love EFT and I know our listeners will really enjoy hearing about it. Yeah, thank you so much. I'm excited to be here. Yeah. Um, so can you tell us, I want to know more about you and how you got started in it. But first, I want to know, just for people who don't know, what is EFT? Right. So EFT stands for Emotional Freedom Technique. It's more commonly known as tapping. So either one, they go mm-hmm. by the same name, they mean the same thing. Yeah. And so this method came about in the 80s and kind of transmuted, transformed into what it is today. Oh, um, I didn't know it, that. Yeah. So it's it's still relatively new because it was only solidified then in the 80s, 90s. Um, even later, it was just further adapted down by um, teachers huh. and students like studying studying to di- together. Mm-hmm. But it combines the ancient practice of um, Chinese medicine, traditional Chinese medicine, acupuncture, acupressure, those principles of tapping on different meridian points throughout the body. Mm. So those meridians hold, um, store our emotions and they run all throughout the body and it's within the organ, which stores a certain emotion. So that's the, Mm. that's one piece of it. And then the other piece of it is, kind of simply just talk therapy. So stating your challenges out loud Mm -hmm. done in a very intentional way. And I really like it because it gives you the space to address what you're feeling while tapping. So tapping on different points throughout the body. So it gets you into your body. Mm -hmm. And I find that for people that struggle to sit still with meditation, this can be a helpful practice Mm -hmm. to, to have a little bit of movement 
while mm-hmm. you're processing what you're experiencing. I think it's also great for people like I used to um, have a hard time being I felt in my body like I felt pretty disassociated. I wouldn't have put it that way. But if you would have asked me, well, where do you feel this feeling in your body? I would have been like, I have no idea. And I think a lot of what that was because I was in freeze mode. But um, but tapping really helped me to just feel like, okay, I'm in my, it helped move things. Absolutely. And get me in my body. So when you say the point, is it like acupuncture points or acupressure points? Either one. Okay. I I don't know all the points, I guess, in those practices, but I know that these are general areas that acupuncturists or acupressurists use in their own treatments. Like I've had some, I've had actually many acupuncture treatments, never acupressure, but the acupuncture meridians can be similar. Like I've had needles over here, over here. Mm. Um, they can, it can be a little bit tender though on the face, having those needles in you, Yeah, (laughs) but it is, it is a similar, similar idea to have, uh, those specific points. Like for instance, under the eye here is the bladder. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. To known to store the emotion grief, I believe. Um, yeah, I, I I wish I knew all of them by heart, (laughs) but there's some, you know, I actually shared a few videos about that on Instagram and TikTok displaying which, which point aligns with which organ and what emotion that organ holds, which I find really fascinating. I do too. That's interesting. The black, cause that's also where some of your sinuses are right like under your eye right there Correct. but it's also yeah. the bladder I and believe so I I could I could possibly be getting it wrong I thought that was bladder it could be well, we'll look it up after that <laughs> yeah, it has the word back, bladder back in me on this but okay. <laughs> um, that's that's the general piece of that yeah so the idea being that when you're tapping on these points while talking about what's bothering you or what's coming up for you it helps does it help release it from the body as well or does and and make the energy move or yeah how does that work yeah that's a great question so I love how you share before that it when you're tapping and doing this practice it allows you to ask the question where do I feel this in my body and that's always how I start my sessions with with Mm -hmm. clients and when I'm you know doing uh like a free live tapping session on Instagram I always start with that where do you feel that emotion in your body so Mm. taking a few moments to tune in and I know you know for myself and many people that I've worked with that anxiety can really live in the chest feel like tightness can feel like a weight uh, bearing down on you. So <clears throat> feeling into that and tapping while stating that out loud, keeping your fa- phrase as simple as possible, especially while you're doing this on your own, mm-hmm. can allow that feeling to shift. Maybe sometimes it shifts to another area. Sometimes it will go up to the throat. Yeah. And sometimes it will dissipate. So it will lessen. Mm-hmm. And then when we work deeper, we understand where that feeling, where that feeling started. When did you start feeling this pain? What was going on in your life then? What's the emotion behind it? That's when we can get a little bit more specific with our tapping phrases. Oh, okay. Yeah. We haven't gone over tapping phrases. So I want to, we should do that. Yeah. Before sorry, we do, <laughs> yeah, no, it's okay. Um, And also I do just want to say like, if you, again, if you're like me and you're like, I don't know where I feel this in my body, it's okay. Because as you start tapping, you'll start connecting more, most likely. I would definitely agree with that. I would say for myself and my clients that I've worked with after working together for so long, I would say that the awareness that we have about how we feel in our body grows so much from this practice so that we can really bring awareness to it outside of tapping and notice, okay, I'm feeling this tension here in my Mm -hmm. chest. How can I address it right now? And maybe you can't necessarily do tapping maybe if you're in a public place but having that awareness mm-hmm. I think can be really helpful to to shifting it yeah I think that's true well first let me also just say if someone's like probably they won't 
wonder this if they're listening to this podcast, but just in case, if they're like, why do I need to be aware of my body? It just, it helps to bring you into the present and helps to move the situation, whatever you're feeling. It helps once you're in your body, you can then really address whatever's going on and you can be more present, wouldn't you say? Yeah, absolutely. And I find that for a lot of the people that I've worked with, and I'm sure that, you know, you could relate to the members in your community can relate to being highly sensitive or an empath. And oftentimes what I find with, with some people in those groups that we spend a lot of time in our head. So we're just stuck in the spiral of negative thoughts or just repeating reoccurring thoughts. And so that's why I think it's really important to start there by assessing how you feel in your body Mm -hmm. and just tapping. Yeah. Yeah. I've said this a lot, but it's, it's counterintuitive once when you're in your head, especially with anxiety, it feels like, Oh, I'm going to find the answer. I'm just going to find the answer and then I'm going to feel better. And I would say 99% of the time that is not true. Maybe even a hundred percent of the time when you're stuck like that, it's just, the answer is not there. It's, it's in your body. It's in your energy. It's in your feelings. Um, which is, I feel like really overlooked a lot because, yeah, I mean, things like think we just have a thing in our society where thinking our way out is really valued. And of course, there's a good time and place for thinking. <laughs> um, but with emotional problems, usually that's not the answer I've found. I mean, you'll it'll come to you eventually through thought, but not by overthinking. Anyway, let's get, I wanted to know just a little bit more about you. How did you come to tapping? Are you also, you're a massage therapist as well? I am. Yes. So I, <clears throat> gosh, I, <laughs> this question, it has me think about like, when did I really start on my healing path? And I don't know. I think we were all started on our healing path from the time we were born, <laughs> you know, but Maybe I not say, consciously, but <laughs> right. <laughs> thrown into true. It <laughs> right. Right. I mean, right. We're always healing, but yeah. I uh, actually went abroad. I went to Ecuador and that felt like one of like a big spiritual awakening for um, me. How old were you or when was that? Yeah, that was in, gosh, that was in 2016. So four or five, yeah, about six and a half years ago. Okay. And I was introduced at that point. I already had known that I was going to massage therapy school, but I had met some healers there that really did transformative work on me. So that really Mm. inspired me to move forward with, with healing. What kind of healing work did they do? They did some, it, it almost seemed like it was, I think, kind of his own modality that he created, but it was a bit, I would say, of massage and craniosacral therapy. Oh, nice. So deep work, but with also um, light touch at the same time that Mm -hmm. can really, really shift things. Um, I remember coming back in that, from that trip and someone said, you just, you hold yourself differently. Oh, wow. Yeah. So that was, that was really special. And that got me even more excited about doing healing work. Yeah. I went to massage therapy school in 2016, finished then, and I've been doing massage since then. So it's been about five and a half years since I've been practicing Mm -hmm. and I really enjoy the work, but I would say before COVID, I was coming up against some, just some blocks and realizing that pain is not only physical, right? It comes from emotional pain too. And working with clients and seeing that they, you know, they could get more results if they addressed their pain in a different way. You mean their emotional pain as opposed to just their physical pain? Right. Yeah. Right. And yeah, there's always a part of me that thought that there was something missing from my work. Like Mm. I, I love the hands-on work receiving touch I think is so beneficial for everyone yeah and it it seemed like there was something else that I wanted to do to add to my work and so I connected with a um, a psychotherapist in the fall of 2019 and I had heard of tapping but never really tried 
tried it on my own and mm-hmm. she invited me to participate in a in a group program that was in person before covid and so i received support from her and i remember walking out of that first session feeling so much lighter and more hopeful yeah some it's never have I felt that way after a talk therapy session. So I knew there was something to this. I was so excited and I dove deeper into it and I received my certification in um, in the later part of 2020 when COVID was going on. That's good timing since you probably couldn't work with people in person. For a bit, right. I didn't work with people in person while I was, um, I had my massage practice on, on pause, but now I, I do both and I enjoy both. Although I'm hoping to shift out of massage therapy at some point soon. Cause it's uh, quite taxing on the, on the body. That's but, what I hear from people. It's like, at yeah. some point, it's like, you just can't. Right. Yeah. yeah. But I, I enjoy it, but tapping just feels so much more meaningful to me because it it's more intimate, right? It's, I feel so honored to be able to hold space for people mm. to really open up and be vulnerable and yeah. feel, have them feel brave enough to really address, you know, deep seated issues that are maybe some on the surface, but some go much further back than that. Yeah. Something I love about tapping, and then I'm going to say this, and then let's talk about the phrase so people know what we're talking about. Like, you know, how to combine it. But something I love about it is that it addresses everything from really deep issues to like just trying to go to sleep. (laughs) And sometimes it's a weird thing that I wonder if, do you ever do it to try to go to sleep yourself? Because I've noticed that all I have to, I do it with my kids, although they start to be like annoyed with the process. They're like, I've already done it three times, but you can tell that they're tired right away. Like they don't even need to keep going. But um, I do it without actually when I'm tired and I but I still can't fall asleep like in the middle of the night. I do it without actually tapping. I just think the tapping, I think the points and it still works. Absolutely. I heard that actually from uh, one of my mentors that I was was working with and he said, to do just that if you know you wake up and you aren't able to get back to sleep easily to not do the tap on all the specific points but think about the ta- the mm-hmm. points that you're tapping on which oh, I think that's that interesting well, yeah because it can be um uh, in a way energizing at first yeah. when you're when you're when you're doing when you're doing the practice so it does depend on the time of day and what you're needing support with yeah. So that's cool that you did that. Yeah. And I, whenever I do that, the light just got really bright in here. Um, whenever I do that, it also makes me sleep really deeply. It's, it's strange. Like I'll have, or I'll have like vivid dreams when I use tapping in that way. Okay. So let's talk about how do you, we're going to maybe do a little, um, I said sample earlier to you, but what's experiential? Yeah, demo thing here. sample. Yeah, it's demo. All the same. That's a good one. <laughs> um, but um, how do you come up with the phrase that you're gonna use? Absolutely right. So when we start tapping, we start at the setup statement. So that's tapping on the side of using one hand to tap on the other side of the hand underneath the pinky, so that mm-hmm. flat area there. And there we state our challenge and an affirmation. And so you can get really creative with your phrases and your affirmations. I like to keep it really simple to start uh, when I'm guiding my clients through that. And Mm -hmm. oftentimes I will check in with them before, you know, does this affirmation feel believable for you? And if Mm. not, let's find one that does. So that's, that's how that works there. And then while we're going through the tapping points, you want to focus, you know, as I mentioned earlier, if you're feeling anxious, you can just say that while tapping on the points, I'm feeling anxious. Um, If you can, you know, assess where you feel that anxiety in your body, I recommend starting there. And the phrases, I usually suggest one or two phrases. You 
could do more, but if you're brand new to tapping, that's how you start. You want to tap on the points Mm -hmm. while focusing on that challenge that you're experiencing. So Mm -hmm. we only add the affirmation in at the setup statement when we say, even though I feel this way, I choose to love and accept myself anyway, or I am safe in my body right now. Mm. I thought it was all I when I learned it, I thought it was always um, I deeply and profoundly love and accept myself anyway. That's how I learned it. Yes. So I actually learned that affirmation as well when I was first doing tapping. Mm-hmm. And I think I, I I did use that in the beginning, but then, you know, especially this year, checking with clients and sometimes that just doesn't feel believable for them or like, mm-hmm. it's just, they just, even, even saying, um, I deeply and profoundly accept myself, even taking out the love part, it just mm-hmm. feels like, uh, I don't really believe that. So that's, that's why I don't use that one right away. Oh, okay. Um, but yeah, I mean, you, it's you can really get creative and have fun with the affirmations, but what's important is feeling like it's true to you. And if it's not true 100%, at least, you know, 70 or 80% that you feel okay saying it out loud. Yeah, I found that um, it doesn't matter if I don't fully believe it because it just feels for some reason when you're doing it while tapping it still feels good like I start to believe it as long as you feel safe saying it I would say or like you don't it doesn't make you cringe or something you know like exactly yeah if you're neutral then I would challenge yourself to say it because it does start to feel like, oh, okay. Like it's like you awaken the part of yourself that does believe that right, as you're tapping. Right. I love that. Yeah, that's a really great explanation. Oh, thanks. Um, <laughs> so what should we, should we just pick something to work on to just like show everybody how to tap? Yeah, I'd love to. Okay. Is there uh, a common feeling or experience that you or your community has that you that you know that would be helpful for them um geez I don't know. we could also just start with with anxiety I think that's yeah. something that everyone that's a good can idea relate to on some level yeah let's do that <laughs> okay great and would you like to use that phrase I deeply and profoundly profoundly love and accept myself um, what are, you? what are the other, I feel good about it, but what are the other options? Yeah. Okay. yeah so I sometimes say a few and won't always stick to one. Oh, um, okay. Again, Let's mix it up. Yeah, we can mix it up. Okay. And right. For those people that are doing it on your own, probably good, good to just stick to one or two. Um, okay. and then another thing I'll say about that, that I often say to clients before we get started is that you can do some journaling. And those, you know, what you write in your journal, I'm feeling this way, I'm feeling that way, that can help guide your practice as well. And then you could just read it while tapping. Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah. Okay. So let's do it. And maybe you can call out where your, the points are. Absolutely. Because people are listening. Right. Right. Yeah. I know every practitioner does tapping a little bit differently. So I will say the name of the point while we, um, before we get to it. So. Okay, cool. All right, great. You can start with a slow breath if that feels good. Notice how anxious you're feeling in this moment. And if you're not feeling that anxious now, just come back to this part of the podcast and play it when you are feeling anxious. I can make myself feel anxious. (laughs) I can conjure it. Say again? I said I can conjure that experience. Right. Or you can recall a time that you were anxious. Mm -hmm. So So we'll start tapping on the side of the hand. So I use the fingers of my left hand to tap on my right hand, the area underneath the pinky. Okay. I always do it the other way. But But you can do it whatever feels more comfortable for you. Mm -hmm. And do you, I notice you have your hands open. They're not like curved with the fingertips hitting your hand, your 
side there. Just right. Some people do tap like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, actually, one of my mentors taps like that. Oh, okay. um, and I just tap like this. The specifics, I mean, you could do some research to get really specific on this, like the exact point that you're tapping on, even when we go through them to find yeah. those really tender areas. Yeah. But I don't think it's, in my opinion, I don't think it's necessary to get caught up with those um, with those specific details. Okay. All right. But I'm happy I'll stop to interrupting you. Too. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Cool. All right. So I'll say a phrase and Natasha, would you like to repeat it after me or yeah. stay silent? Whatever. I'll, I'll repeat it. I won't okay. leave you hanging here. <laughs> Great. Okay. Even though I'm feeling anxious. Even though I'm feeling anxious. I deeply and profoundly love and accept myself anyway. I deeply and profoundly love and accept myself anyway. Even though I feel this anxiety as tension in my chest. Even though I feel this anxiety as tension in my chest. I am cultivating safety in my body now. I am cultivating safety in my body now. Even though I'm feeling anxious about this. Even though I'm feeling anxious about this. It's okay that I'm feeling this way. It's okay that I'm feeling this way. And I choose to trust in my healing. And I choose to trust in my healing. Okay, we'll start going through the points. So we'll start at top of head. And you can use one or two hands to tap, whichever is easiest. I'm feeling anxious. I'm feeling anxious. Eyebrow point close to the bridge of the nose. I feel anxious right now. I feel anxious right now. Side of the eye. I feel tension in my chest. I feel tension in my chest. Under the eye. I feel a tightness around my heart space. I feel a tightness around my heart space. Under the nose. I feel anxious. I feel anxious. Chin point. I feel anxious right now. I feel anxious right now. Collarbone. I feel anxious about this. I feel anxious about this. Under the arm. I feel tension in the center of my chest. I feel tension in the center of my chest. Wrist point. So here I'm making an X with my wrists. I feel tightness in my throat. I feel tightness in my throat. Side of the hand, I'm hitting the sides of my, uh, where your pinky is, hitting your hands together gently. I feel anxious about this. I feel anxious about this. Top of head. I feel anxious right now. I feel anxious right now. Eyebrow point. I feel anxious about this. I feel anxious about this. Side of the eye. I feel tightness in my chest. I feel tightness in my chest. Under the eye. I feel tightness around my heart. I feel tightness around my heart. Under the nose. I feel anxious. I feel anxious. Chin point. I feel worried about this. I feel worried about this. Collarbone. I feel anxious about this. I feel anxious about this. Under the arm. I feel tension in my chest. I feel tension in my chest. Wrist point. I feel a tightness in my throat. I feel a tightness in my throat. Side of the hand. I feel anxious right now. I feel anxious right now. Okay, so we'll pause. And I invite you with the listeners, take a slow, deep breath in. Let it go. And then I invite you to check in first with your body, 
noticing how you're feeling. And oftentimes with tapping, if we weren't feeling that anxious, but then we start to address it, the anxiety can go up and that's totally normal. And I always encourage people to keep tapping if that does happen, to keep going through the points, focusing on how you're feeling in your body until it shifts. Um, I wasn't feeling anxious and I feel, but I feel even more relaxed. So it just like really connect again, it connected me to my body. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's interesting because the way that I learned it was to, and maybe you do this eventually, I don't know, because this was a while ago. I think I learned it like, boy, time. I think it was like 2009 or 10 or something. Nice. Um yeah, but they um at some point it's like the dialogue changes like even though or or it'll be like I'm starting to feel less like while you tap I'm starting to feel less anxious I'm starting to notice my chest relax you know like kind of and you wouldn't say well maybe you would say it if it wasn't happening it's almost like it cues it or something do you have any thoughts about that yeah, I love that you asked that. So I always start my the practice that way. And it's all based on the feedback that I'm receiving from the client um, okay. or even when I'm doing this on Instagram live. I go based on what they're feeling. And after we go through the points, that time we went through the points twice. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I'll do three or four times depending on their level of uh, anxiety. And then I will pause and check in with them and see where the ships are happening. So Mm. if they say I'm feeling lighter here, I'll, uh, you know, take out that phrase from the tapping sequence, or if something comes up that, you know, you know, I was saying during this practice, I'm feeling anxious about this and that can, the listener can fill in, you know, feeling about, you know, this conversation or this, whatever. And so the, the shifts that we have, I allow the clients to kind to to guide that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't shift the phrases in the sequence in the first few rounds because okay. I want to honor what they're feeling. Yeah. And I don't want to assume that they're thinking or feeling differently about something until I receive that feedback from them. Because I think what I've what I've learned in my work and what I was training is that that can really shortcut their success. Um, or their own perspective shifts. Um, so that's, yeah. that's how it, I do that practice. That makes sense. Cause it can kind of be like spiritual bypassing if you're not careful. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Right. But, but I do. Is, yeah, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to add that I do in my sessions and, you know, when I do Instagram live, when I do this work, we're I, I really like to end with the positive phrases while we're tapping. So I always like to have some room for that because I want you to feel, even if it's a heavy and intense session, if we really uncovered some deep stuff, it's important to feel, I, I really want my clients to feel a little bit better at the end. I'm sure so. they do. I mean, with your guidance, you're very gentle. You have such a nice energy to you. And then the tapping together, I'm sure it's it would seem like impossible someone would have to really want not want (laughs) to shift something I feel like right and that's you know that's a way that we can use tapping as well if you are feeling resistant toward working on something you can also just tap on that yeah more uh less specific and more broad Mm -hmm. with your phrases and I think that's important too especially if uh, deeper issues come to the surface that you're not ready to address, you can tap around that. So, you know, I'm feeling anxious about this memory. I feel anxious about this, but not getting into the spe- specifics that can also help to kind of decrease the attachment to that event or experience. Mm. And you can, if you're doing this for listeners who are doing it on their own, and do you have any videos that they can watch? I guess on Instagram, they can watch you. Um, I do. Yes, I have a ton of videos there. Um, I haven't posted so much to Instagram over the past month because I'm reassessing 
mm-hmm. where where mm-hmm. I'm showing up for my business. However, I do have one video on YouTube um, that I can actually I'll send it to you so you could link Great. it um, if that works for you in the podcast notes. That's a yeah, whole. definitely. It's about I think it's about eight and a half minutes long, so okay. long enough that you know you have the visual and yeah. it can be helpful to address feeling of feelings of anxiety. Yeah, it's very fast working. I really like that about it too. Um, And so if you're doing it on your own, another thing that I learned was first, you can say like, from zero, from one to 10, how are you feeling? How anxious are you feeling? And then after you go through a round, then you can assess again. Okay. And it's usually it just keeps getting lower and lower and you can keep doing it till you feel comfortable, right? Yes. Yeah. I love that you brought that up too. That's typically when I'm working with a client and I think, I believe I have it in that video as well, that we take a moment to assess where is my anxiety on that scale of intensity. Yeah. So that's, you know, it's a subjective number. And so 10 is feeling completely overwhelmed with feeling anxious or any other feeling and zero is feeling common at ease. So it it is helpful to assess how am I feeling now okay, after a round of tapping, uh, maybe I'm feeling a little bit more anxious because this brought up something that I need to address. Mm -hmm. Then we can go deeper. And then hopefully we end with the number being closer to zero. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Kate. This was really helpful. Um, I hope that some people are, you know, will look into this because it is such a, I just love this tool for quick help. It just really does help both ground you and help you feel lighter. Um, So you're saying that you're reassessing where you're showing up. How can people find you? Yeah, I, I am still on social media. I still post on there sometimes, but I do have a a newsletter where I think that's, you know, for people that are really dedicated to learning about tapping, I think that's a great place to stay in touch with me um, because I offer a lot of free tapping phrases and scripts that you can use based on what you're, yeah, what you're struggling with or what you're coming up against. Mm -hmm. And so where does, where can they get that? Yeah. So I'll send you the link for that. Um, It's through my Instagram, but I'll send you that separate link. Okay. So on Instagram, you're at Kate Hennessy. It's yeah, it's um, Kate, K-A-T-E, Hen, H-E-N-N, and then a period healing. H-E- oh, okay. H-E-A-L-I-N-G. Okay. <laughs> um, all right. Thank you so much. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. Take care. Okay. Hope you enjoyed that. I sure did. And you should check her out. Okay. So now, by the way, now it is time for the energy. No? Yeah. Oh, no. I was just being getting oh, into it. Oh, oh yeah. you were looking at me like you. I should stop for a second. No, no, okay, no, okay, no. Well, like... Here we go. It's yeah, time okay. for the energy report. Okay. And by the way, <laughs> I do a written version of the energy report monthly for at Mind Body Green. So if you want to see it in written form, mm-hmm. go on over there. I just realized I also didn't mention my meditations, which are still on sale for the holidays. You can check that out in the show notes. Um, okay. So the energy report. So this is what I want to say. Okay. There's a full moon happening today. If you're listening to this on Wednesday. Um, and, you know, I have checked out the astrology because I looked at the energy and I was like, am I just trying to tell people everything is just wild out there all the time every week? And <laughs> is it though? Sometimes I'm like, let me double check my info. You know, it's it's been a lot. This Mars retrograde, Mars, Mars, I'm not, a, what am I not? An astrologer. Yet I always <laughs> talk about it. Okay, so Mars has been retrograde. Mars is a fiery, can be angry planet. I also love Mars. It gives us a lot of oomph. 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 Uh, I thought there was any more rhythm to that than there was. Yeah, oh, yeah. Go ahead. Oomph. Oomph. <laughs> okay, never mind. Anyway, 
We've experienced. I always feel like I experienced this stuff the week before, but there's I have felt irritation and anger, and that's not my go-to emotions. Right. But I've been feeling that for the last week. And this full moon, the moon is conjunct. The full moon is conjunct, which means it's right on top of next to this Mars retrograde. Oh. So it's it's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot of angst. <laughs> anger. Upset. Wait, wait. So, we got a yeah. clarifying question. Yes. When you say right on top of, does that mean like in a line? Like in the same, what is, uh, well, do you know? So I don't... I'm not an astrologer, but so <laughs> you know how like things, <laughs> you know how planets are at degrees, like, mm-hmm. you, so they're at the same degree. Oh yeah. Okay. That's my understanding. That's my understanding. This okay. is the energy report. It's not an astrology report. So, Damn you know, no. I could be wrong about that, but I do know they're conjunct, which I think that's what that means. They're at the same point okay. in the sky. So. Regardless, what I was feeling into with the energy was, to me, it feels like um, a bit of a angry soup or um, like (laughs) how I see it is like black, cloudy energy that's mixing and moving and stirring together and like, maybe you won't feel it. I don't know. But hashtag angry soup. Yeah. So this is not to, you know. I, I never know how to do these like reports without making people feel that I'm not trying to make anybody feel worried or anything like that. It's not like something I would ever predict or be able to predict that terrible things are happening. It's not that. I'm just trying to give a sense of like, for me, I find it validating. Oh, I feel you know, kind of right. crummy right now. Maybe I'm picking up on the collective energy. Right. Like this, this shitty mood is not out of nowhere necessarily or like yeah. this the difficulties i'm having communicating are not yeah, for no communicating reason. or, not or my fault or yeah or i mean it may be your fault maybe they are but um <laughs> but it's just like oh i might be just picking up also on the collective right. so that uh, you know that happens wednesday and then i do feel i got this image once we got to the weekend i saw this image of looking out a window and and seeing like a window cleaner going like just <laughs> cleaning the window in front of me. And like New York style person on a yeah. left, like squeaking. Yeah. Yeah. Just cleaning the window. Right. And for me, the, what I got from that was, okay, I can observe things now more clearly. I can look at my life with neutrality, with some clarity now. I don't mm. have to get into the muck like it may feel like you're a little bit tossed around earlier in the week, like, now I'm in the muck. And then on the weekend, you get this opportunity where it's like, okay, I feel more centered. I feel more neutral. I can observe things with a clarity. That's what it feels like. And um, and then into the next week, Monday, Tuesday, it feels like there's a little bit more movement, freedom, where that picks up. So I'm here to give the tools... And the tools that I feel I would like to give are when you're feeling this way, this muckiness, I would just say extra, however you can, self-care. Now, that to me means just giving yourself a lot of compassion, a lot of grace, a lot of, you know what, I'm human, here I am, hear me roar or not (laughs) roar, but I exist and so I'm feeling maybe the collective stuff and that's okay. And what do I want to do? Do I want to like, you know, go dance and and just shake it all off? Or do I want to get under the covers with some animals and just (laughs) watch movies all day? Either way, it's great. Maybe both. Maybe both. Um, And if you can, I do get the feeling of Epsom salt baths would be nice. A clearing off and a calling back to yourself of your own energy as much as you can. If you can do a chakra clearing, that's always great. If you can imagine a big sun above your head burning off any energy that isn't yours and then breathing in light for all of your energy, sure, that'd be great. Doing some kind of grounding practices like walking with bare feet very slowly in your outside would be great. But if not, if it's too cold inside, just really grounding, feeling into your body, all of this kind of good self-care stuff would be really helpful um 
Yeah. That's a question. Absolutely. Self-care really just means like whatever will nourish you, right? That's right. Like, That's so, right. yeah. Okay. Because I did, like you were saying that and I was thinking, oh, like making a fire tomorrow night would be really mm. nice. Like that yeah. would be very restorative for me. Mm, yeah. And fires are great for full moons, actually. Oh, fires are a great time to let go and to put anything you want to let like write down we've done this a lot writing mm -hmm. down what we don't want or what we did we're it ready last full moon mm -hmm. what we're ready to let go of we throw it in the fire yeah that's also really nice if you can do that yeah self-care thank you for saying that is kind of overused it's an overused term and i think it's great of all the terms to be overused why not have <laughs> where you're taking good care of yourself but i do mean it in that way of just really tuning in, honoring yourself, listening. Sometimes I did actually I did an old ticky talkie about this, which is <laughs> <laughs> sometimes coping. The best way to cope is just to not do any just, is like to binge watch something or to, you know, let yourself just be and do yeah. the things that we may think of as escaping yeah. But if you're doing this consciously, then it's not. It's coping. Yeah. Like for me, when I, because I so often will just like push, push, push myself. Yeah. Uh, self care for me definitely can be like not just watching something, but like actually allowing myself to mm. binge watch some things and be okay with it as opposed to like, you know, judging myself for wasting the time or whatever. Like right, actually exactly. giving myself that. And for me, it, it would be like, instead of like, oh, I should be, <laughs> it's funny, but like I should be meditating or journaling or something, <laughs> you know, I should be yeah. working on my growth or something. And so it's like, no, sometimes it's just hanging out and um, looking at how cute all the cats are. Yeah. And dogs. Well, that's a lot of our life. That's just in general. It's true. Yeah. But, you know. <laughs> um, anywho, that's about it. Thanks for listening. Next week, we have um, one of my favorite people, Jonathan Coe on. Which oh, I'm so, so excited. excited. Brett also loves them. And... Um, they are an astrologer, Akashic record, um, reader, so much. And we're really excited to have yeah. them on. So we are excited that we're both back. And thank you so much for listening. We really appreciate you. And we will 